in the Bible besides grace. And uh, I'm ashamed about talking about grace so much, but I can't find a place to stop. It just seems like it's everywhere in the Bible. Uh, even Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And we think that's just a New Testament thing, but uh, God's grace has always been around. And if it wasn't still around, we uh, would all be in a lot of trouble, wouldn't we? Amen? I'm glad for it myself. How about you? I'm glad that we serve a gracious God. He loves us. He operates according to His grace on our behalf. And uh, He's for us. Amen. You know, grace, God is for you. That's what grace says. Grace says God's in our corner. That God is for us. And the Bible says, if God be for us, who can be against us? Doesn't matter. Amen. Whoever comes against us. Because God is for us. Do you worry about what people think about you? We're mostly senior citizens in here. So maybe we have got past that years ago. Uh, but some people have... Uh, it's just part of their personality, maybe insecurity some way, and they they worry about what people think about you. You need to care more about what God knows about you than what other people think about you, amen? But God is a God of grace, and He stands ready to help us any time with that grace, amen? And guess what? Probably one of our key things that we ought to pray uh when our prayers is grace. God, give me more grace. We're struggling in some area of your life, uh, some way in your home or your work or, or uh, whatever, your relationships in life. Uh, just ask God for more grace for those areas. There's nobody that knows it all. I know I've, I've met a few people that they acted like they knew it all, but I found out they didn't know it all. Amen. And we don't know it all. We could, we could, I believe, study about grace till Jesus came, and we could learn something new. Uh, and it excites me because uh, I thank God for His grace in my life. I thank God that God chose a, uh, a guy that grew up on not the poor side of town as far as on the other side of the railroad tracks, but grew up in a, in a medium to a low uh, uh, neighborhood. We've, I grew up in a two-bedroom house, and, and uh, later on my parents built a big room on the back. Uh, but my dad worked, and my stepmom worked, and, and uh, I, I didn't do a lot without a whole lot, but I didn't have a whole lot, too. And I think God was preparing me. I'm glad I was raised the way I was raised. I'm glad that my mom and my dad taught me to be honest and to work hard and to do right. Because uh, uh, I've made it through life with the grace of God and uh, what God's grace has given me so far. Thank you, Jeremy. You're such a guy. What a servant's part. Amen. He really does have a servant's heart. I tell you, if you knew, you don't know the half of it. <clears throat> I think I can talk. I'll get that frog out of my throat here in a minute. I'm going to give you tonight ten benefits 
of God's grace. Now, I'm not going to preach an hour on each one. I'm just going to skim over this. But I want the grace of God to be dear to your heart. Amen? Uh, I want you to think about it every day. Uh, We say grace at the table. Do you all call it that? Remember when you say, let's say grace. Amen? Uh, Grace simply means the blessings of God. That's what grace is. It's God's way of blessing us. And he has so many ways of blessing us. He blesses us all the time. And a lot of times it goes right over our head. We don't even notice. Don't even think about it. Uh, I think we'll stop more often and count our blessings. Amen. Name them one by one. And it'll surprise you what the Lord has done. Amen. So uh, I'm going to give you some scripture tonight. But I'm not going to ask you to turn to them. uh, Because we're just going to cover a lot of territory tonight. Uh, but uh, the benefits uh, of God's grace, and there's so many more than what I'll mention today, Uh, but the grace of God is such a wonderful thing. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I pray you you bless us now. We thank you for your grace. We thank you that you saved us by grace, and Lord, that you keep us saved by your grace. Thank you that you walk with us every day of our life, and you don't give us everything you want, uh, we want, but you give us everything we need and uh, that you think uh, would, would work out best in our life. And uh, you've been awful good to me through all, all these 75 plus years. Uh, you've been so good to me, and I thank you for that. I thank you for your grace and how you're still working in my life. Uh, I can get through life. I can keep going uh, because of your grace. Bless us now. We pray in Jesus' name for his sake. Amen. Well, for one thing, our ability to forgive others is only possible by the grace of God. Did you know forgiveness is the grace of God working in your life? A lot of people hold grudges. You ever met somebody who holds a grudge about everything? They hold a grudge about uh, so many people, about so many things. They, they meet a person and they just, they're mad at them right away because sometime or another in their life they did them wrong some way and they're holding a grudge, but they've long ago forgot what it was that happened. Amen? But all they know is that that person did me wrong and, uh, and uh, boy, I'm not going to forgive him. I wish I could remember what it was, but I'm not going to forgive him. Amen. Isn't that a terrible way to live? Jesus taught a lot on forgiveness. Amen. And to be able to forgive and to realize we are forgiven is a big part of the grace of God. And uh, God's grace works in our life and gives us, uh, why should we forgive? Because we've been so forgiven. And if we're willing to forgive, God will give us the grace to forgive. Amen. I want you to think just a minute. Is there somebody in your life that maybe when their name comes up, you kind of cringe a little bit? Or when you happen to think about them? I, I don't know what happened. It may have been something very wrong, 
that happened, and we're not going to talk about that. But the thing is, the Bible says we're supposed to forgive our enemies. Amen? We're supposed to forgive one another. Why do he teach us that? Because he's got the grace to help us do that. Amen? Now, I want you to think about it. Not now while I'm preaching, but when you get home and later this week, I want you to think about somebody or maybe several people that in your heart you don't want to, but when you think about them, you just kind of grieve in your heart because sometime or another they did something really wrong towards you. And uh, what do you what do you just kind of cringe when you think about them? Well, I hate to tell you this. It's because you haven't really forgiven them. Amen? We talk about forgive and forget. And people say, well, I'll forgive you, but I'll never forget you. <laughs> Amen? Well, you won't ever forgive unless you ask God to help you forget, too. Uh, that's a grace to be able to forget some things and totally forgive. So our ability to forgive others is only possible uh, because of grace. That's the only reason it's possible, because of God's grace working in our life. Uh, if God's grace, if you allow God's grace to go to work in your life, you'll be a new person. He'll change you from the inside out. You won't even recognize yourself. Amen. But it'll be for the good. And those things that have grieved your spirit, uh, like uh, unforgiveness and so many other things, what's so bad about that? Do you know you're not hurting the person that you're not forgiven? You're, you're hurting you. And you're resisting the grace of God to forgive. So you're hurting God's feelings a little bit too. Amen? When he offers such a great thing as forgiving. Uh, Christ is an example of forgiveness. What was a, one of the seven sayings on the cross? As he was dying on the cross, he said, Father, forgive them. They know not what they do. He was forgiven those that was, were, was crucifying him and had beaten him uh, with stripes and, and had sucked spears in his side and nails in his hands. And he said, Father, forgive them. You know, it's harder. Uh, we're talking about God here. But even as God, don't you know it was hard? for the father to watch them treat his son that way. He knew it happened. He was, Jesus was the Lamb of God slain before the foundation of the world. It wasn't a new thing, but it came down to it. He was still hurt. It was his child. Uh, he was his child before he was ever born in Bethlehem. He was his eternal son. He had had him a long time, amen? And to see him die a death like that, uh, it must have grieved the Lord. Uh, and uh, yet, of course, God, just part of His nature is to forgive. And that's why He wants us to experience that and to know how great it is. Uh, he could forgive, even dying on the cross. Uh, it, it has therapeutic effects uh, on our life. Forgiveness does. Uh, grace paints a similar picture and makes a uh, more peaceful 
existence as we learn to forgive. Uh, when we love others and we treat them the way we want to be treated, do unto others as you'd have them do unto us, wouldn't you want someone to forgive you if you didn't, if you uh, did something wrong to them? Uh, the Bible commands us to forgive those uh, and treat others the way we would like to be treated. That means we can't harbor a grudge, amen? We wouldn't want somebody to have a grudge against us. Uh, so forgiveness is a, is a very important thing. Uh, but it's, it's a, it takes the grace of God to do that. God's grace will help you do right. Amen? It's not as hard as we think it will be. We don't want to forgive because we're still hurt. But the hurt won't go away until the forgiveness allows the hurt to scab over. And it won't get well until we allow ourselves to forgive. <clears throat> We're not doing them. By the way, they're sleeping good at night. Amen? Uh, the one that did you wrong 20 years ago, they're sleeping at night real well. And uh, they, they don't even really completely forgotten about you probably. And yet, when you think of them and it comes up, you're miserable. So for our own sakes, God wants us to give us the grace to forgive. Uh, grace brings about hope in our life. <clears throat> in grace, we have the hope, the confidence of everlasting life. Isn't it good with Christians can have that hope? Do you know how many religions and how many people, even in Christianity, that don't have that hope? They think it, they have a what I call a hope, uh, hope so, maybe so salvation. Amen. Aren't you? Not, aren't you not glad we don't have a hope so, maybe so that we can say, "I know my uh, Savior saved me, and it's going to take me to heaven, and I have eternal life." But there's a lot of people. Uh, call themselves Christians, that um, and their works emphasis so much on works they think it's even part of salvation, uh, and uh, but they don't understand the grace of God because grace brings about hope in the sense of confidence, strong confidence. That's what the Bible word hope means. It means strong confidence. Uh, someone asks you, you're going to town tomorrow. You say, well, I hope so. Uh, why why do we say that? Well, because we don't know if it's going to be snowing some more. <laughs> There's so many things that enter into it. Uh, we don't know the Lord may come back tonight, and I won't need to go to town tomorrow. Amen? There's so many things we don't know. Uh, but hope is a grace. And God wants us to live with some confidence in our life. Not cocky confidence. You know what I mean by that? Not, not just a, a know-it-all and, and, and feel like you've got everything under control. Um, you know, God deals in our life and chastises us for an attitude like that. Have you ever met somebody that was just kind of cocky and a know-it-all? You're thinking about them right now, right? Uh, you know what? They're, they're in for a bruise and Susan. Amen. 
they're in for trouble if they're a Christian, especially. Uh, you can't live that way. God gives us the grace to uh, not harbor grudges and, and not be a know-it-all. <clears throat> grace brings us hope, uh, strong confidence, and uh, the <clears throat> more we have the hope, the confidence of everlasting life, uh, we also have the confidence that God has plans for our lives, uh, inc- including hope for the future. Now I'm talking to some older folks here tonight, including myself. Your life's not over. Amen. It's not over till God says it's over. And we don't know when that day's coming. So don't worry about it. Amen. Let God give you the grace to live with hope, with confidence that you can keep going and you can keep living for the Lord and you can keep glorifying God and you can keep getting out and coming to church and praying and witnessing and reading your Bible and praying and uh, you can keep going. You can have strong confidence. That's God gives you that. Uh, there's nothing wrong with confidence. It, if we want our confidence to be in the Lord and what He's able to do in us and through us by His grace. Amen. That's how He's able to do it. By His grace. Boy, the possibilities are unlimited by the grace of God. We, uh, somebody mentioned something and first, first thing we want to do is say, oh, oh no, I, I could never do that. <laughs> I could never do that. You know, especially if we're a little bit shy or something. Uh, I've never had much problem with shyness. I, I don't know. I think I rubbed off on Jeremy some too. Amen. Uh, but some people are very shy. Uh, and it's nothing wrong with that. Because I think shyness is kind of close to humility. It'll help you not be so self-centered. Amen. See, even our weaknesses have good things in us. In it, Amen. Don't don't ever beat yourself up for your personality and for what you're what you're like. God made you like you are, but don't let the, your weaknesses get you down and keep you from obeying God and living for the Lord. Uh, learn to go on by the grace of God. Oh, there's that word again, Amen. Isn't that a wonderful word? The grace of God can help you do things that you're not really comfortable doing at first. And uh, you're not very uh, confident about. Uh, But you're, you know what I mean. Anything new, you've always had to push yourself to do it. And then it got easier. Amen? Why? You got a little confidence. And grace, that's what grace does. It gives us confidence. Uh, And uh, so grace brings us about this hope uh, and confidence. And continually, God continually gives us confidence. We had to teach our children that. We had to treat, our children had to get enough confidence to learn to walk. I remember... When our kids started walking, I used to hold out one of each of my fingers and walk behind them. 
I heard about one fellow that he taught his little boy to grab hold of his shirt, his little T-shirt. And uh, he kept falling. He said, here, hold yourself up and go ahead and walk. You'll be all right. You're holding yourself up. And he started walking like that, and he walked for several years around the house holding his shirt. Who was that, Jeremy? Uh, I don't even know if it happened or heard the story. Uh, but uh, God wants us to have confidence in whatever gives you the confidence. Amen. But trusting the Lord is the best thing and realizing that your confidence comes from the Lord and the grace of God. Grace of God is so wonderful. It can give you confidence. Don't be too quick to say, uh, I can't do this, or I can't do that, or that's just not my personality. Uh, <clears throat> God made us in such a way we could come out of our personality and our comfort zone. Amen. We all have our comfort zones. Amen. And by the grace of God, we can do more than we think we can do. And um, it's because of the grace of God. It gives us strong confidence or hope. Healing is possible through grace. Uh, And was obtained through Christ's willingness to uh, take our punishment on the cross. The Bible says we're healed by His stripes. We're healed. And I think that was the spiritual healing. But I, I, I think it even deals some with our physical healing as we claim the stripes of Jesus. He was bruised for our iniquities. He was chastised for our peace. Uh, so we could have hope or confidence. We could have healing. Uh, then comfort for every sorrow comes from grace. Now, I'm afraid to tell you this. You're not going to get through this life without some sorrow. If you haven't had it yet, it's still coming. Amen? But embrace it by God's grace. Amen? Now, these things we don't like to think about. And uh, don't worry about when it comes, because when, when you're living by grace, sorrow doesn't defeat you. Amen? Sorrow doesn't hold you down. Sorrow doesn't paralyze you. Amen? I don't know. I said one time, I don't know what I'd do if something happened to my wife. I don't want to do. I don't think I could go on. This is a long time before she's even old enough to, to be in close to the age of dying or anything. But you know what? When time came, God had grace. And He always has grace. Amen? Somebody asked me the other day, said, how are you doing? How are you holding up? It's just God's grace. Amen? My life's not over. I'm still here for some reason. I think it's to torment Jeremy some. I don't know. Oh, He's been such a blessing to me. We've got such a comfortable house to live in and it's warm and uh, I know God's using him. And I, I didn't, the way I treated my kids sometimes 
That's growing up. I, I thought they'd hate me. <laughs> I mean, I gave them a hard time. I taught our young boys how to be men and how to be tough. You know, kids don't have to cry because they hurt themselves. Now, that's okay for a girl to cry, you know. But I didn't want my boys crying. I wanted them to be tough. And there's a lot we can do. We can be, grace will make you tough. Amen? Grace will keep you going. And uh, grace makes it where there's not a human on earth that will devastate you if they're gone. I used to think that by my wife. I used to think, I don't know what I do if I lose her. But she's in heaven today. And I'm going to see her again. Amen. She's not done with me. She thinks she's getting some relief. Amen. But I'm coming one of these days. And, uh, but how can I go on by the grace of God? Now, I'm, I'm not going to tell you I don't sorrow. I'm not going to tell you I don't still sorrow. I don't, I'm not going to tell you I don't get depressed. That's just a natural process, a grieving process. But the grace of God keeps me going. Amen? And it can you too. Uh, it, uh, it comforts us when we're sorrowing. Uh, sorrow's not forever. Amen? Uh, the grace of God gets us through it. Grace allows us, uh, allows and helps us to have love for those that, who have otherwise uh, are unlovable, maybe toward us. Amen. You know, some people that are unlovable toward us because of our personality or their personality or whatever, they're still lovable toward other people. Amen. For some reason, they're not lovable toward you. Now, I don't know of any like that towards me. I, I'm just such a lovable person. I can't help it, you know. Uh, let's take a vote. No, let's don't. <clears throat> but grace allows us and helps us to have love uh, for those that seem to be unlovable. Amen. Some people struggle with, with uh, being outgoing a little bit uh, and just speaking to people. They're not, they're not unkind, but they're just not a very real lovable person, easy to get to know and, and easy to talk to uh, for whatever reasons. Uh, but we might begin by looking at their circumstances. You know, people have circumstances they go through that we don't. And if we'll consider the circumstances of their life, uh, maybe they've had uh, hurtful actions toward themselves, and maybe there's been some abuse sometime in their life. You don't know. Amen? Don't be so quick to judge. Uh, we can love the unlovable, by the grace of God. Uh, I forgot who it was that said, I never met a man I didn't like. Who was that, Jeremy? Who? 
Jack Hiles? Well, I know he's, I know he talked about the guy. I don't know if it's him, but uh, I could believe it's him as much as anything. But uh, we don't know what people go through in their life where they have a, a hard time of being lovable, allowing themselves to open up to love of, from other people. Uh, but grace will help us to love the unlovable. Amen? To love the shy and the backward. And uh, to love the, well, let's just say the ornery. Some people just born ornery and never got over it. Amen? And uh, they're just that way. They're, they're so self-centered and so mean. And, and uh, they're just got problems. I don't know if it's psychological problems or, or what. We can't blame everything on psychological, but there's some, they've got hang-ups. Uh, but by the grace of God, we can love those that need it the most, those with the hang-ups, those that are unlovable, those that aren't outgoing, those that to talk to them is like uh, you feel worn out after you leave. You, you had to drag everything out of them. You ever make somebody think you try to talk to them and they just have very few words and they say something and you say, well, you mean? No, I don't mean that. <laughs> they're hard to talk to. They're, uh, they're just kind of backwards. Well, grace gives us, uh, makes us able to deal with all those kind of circumstances in others. Now, we've got it in life. Because there's all kinds of people in life. Amen? Uh, but we don't have to judge people and see if they fit into our personality and to our likes and dislikes uh, and to our conditions surrounding our life uh, because before we love them and before we accept them. Amen? The more of God's grace is ruling in your life, the more it would be hard for you to find a person you don't like. Because you'll learn to live beyond their weaknesses and maybe a little bit of their honoriness. Amen? I think honoriness is a weakness. Amen? Why are they on me? Well, maybe somebody was on me to them. I don't know. I don't have the slightest idea. But grace can make us be able to um, just accept everybody uh, where they are. And uh, you can't help people if you don't accept them. If they don't feel like you accept them, they'll be like this closed up but with kindness and love and care and concern and a little bit of the grace of God people open up to you amen and because uh, they feel like you're sincere and you're not talking to them just because nobody else is talking to them amen you're talking to them because you really care you're asking how you're doing today how's your day because you really care and not just words to say. Amen. 
Well, grace can do that. We're not any of us uh, all that we could be, but grace can just make us a more enjoyable person to be around. Amen? And a more accepting person where uh, we don't have to category everybody and see if these, this person or that person fits in to where you can do anything with them or not. Amen? You can be a blessing to anybody by the grace of God. You can lift up anybody by the grace of God. Even the most backward, shy person, you can, you can help them and be a blessing to them by the grace of God. Um, so did I say it makes our burdens lighter? Did I say that yet? Well, it does. Uh, grace makes our burdens light because Jesus took all of our heaviness when he died on the cross. Paul said, 2 Corinthians 12, 8 and 9, uh, for this uh, thing I besought uh, the Lord thrice that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I glory in my infirmities, that the glory of Christ may rest upon you. God's not answer for you and for me is not to fix everything. What would we enjoy in heaven if everything was already perfect now? If our life was perfect, if we never had any infirmities, if we never had any weaknesses. Now, infirmities, we think of some kind of sickness or something, but it's just really a weakness. Everybody's weak some way or another, amen? Maybe in your muscles, amen? Uh, Let's see, if we had a 150-pound weight up here, how many could come up and pick it up? Jeremy's the only one. No, he didn't raise his hand. Uh, well, me and Jeremy together, we might, I don't know, if we had to. Um, we all, we're all weak. And we use our weaknesses sometimes uh, to not try and not push ourselves a little bit and not lean on the Lord a little bit. Did you know when you lean on the Lord, you get stronger? Your abilities get stronger. Did you know that? How many knew that? Let's see your hand. Okay, couple. That's true. You know the great thing about faith? Faith does more for you just by how it changes your mind and your thinking. From a negative person sometimes to a positive person. Uh, from a pessimistic person. Maybe you've been told all your life, you can't do this, you can't do that, you'll never be anything. Uh, I... 
people are raised in all kinds of strange ways. I'm, I'm, I don't know how Jeremy turned out as good as he did, but we didn't know what we was doing when we was raising him. It's just by the grace of God. Amen. But uh, I tried to raise him good. I tried to teach him some confidence and, and work ethic and uh, love for the Lord. Did you know that's the main thing you need to teach them? The kids is love the Lord. Have faith in God. Amen. You can pretty well make it through anything in life if you have a few of those things. Um, but we're, none of us are perfect. My problem was I was a workaholic. I just worked all the time. You asked Jeremy. And I worked all my life till I was 75 years old when all my kids said, that's enough, Dad. <laughs> and they moved me up here. I knew a few days before they, the truck showed up that was moving. And everybody said, you're moving. And I felt like, well, I guess I'm moving. It was unanimous. I'm glad I did. But if I could find a job I could do, I'd still work. Amen? I, I don't think work is a dirt, dirty four-letter word. Amen? I think it's a good word. And I don't want to get lazy. I don't want to get feeble. I, I want to keep going. But really, if I do that, it's just cause of God's grace. Amen? I am what I am by the grace of God. I don't apologize for being a workaholic. I always loved work. It's just the grace of God that's, that's made me the way I am. Um, grace makes painful sufferings endurable or even joyful joyfulness uh, it's okay to have joyfulness we have enough pain God's got grace for our pain he's got grace to keep us joyful amen and for all the good and positive land. The Bible says the joy of the Lord is my strength. That's not my keeping God joyful. Did you know there's not anything we can do to make God unjoyful? He's perfect. Amen. My actions and how I respond to His grace and how I serve Him or how I don't serve Him doesn't have anything to do with His joy because that's a quality in your life. And God has perfect quality. I believe uh, God is in the, someone sits on the throne and so solemn. And I know God laughs. The Bible says when God sees the calamity of the wicked, he, he that sitteth in heaven shall laugh. I think he laughs a lot of times. Looking at us. Laughing at the situations we get ourselves in because we didn't read the Bible, or maybe because we didn't obey the Bible, amen, or maybe because we didn't walk in His grace. Uh, 
I'm sure he laughs. I think there's joy in heaven. The Bible says there's joy in heaven over one sinner that repents. That sounds like happiness, amen? And joy. If God's like that, it can't be a bad thing to be a joyful person. You don't have to be solemn and never smile to be spiritual. Amen. A lot of people, I think, feel that way. They, if they're happy, they need to tell their face. Well, their face doesn't know. Amen. Uh, we're supposed to be, we're supposed to be happy as Christians, and grace makes it uh, us able to have to be joyful people. Another form of, of the word grace is used when we give thanks. Grace is a thankful heart. Amen. When we learn to thank God not just for our meal, but for all the providings of life, and thankfulness just overflows for the glory of God. Nothing you can do to bring more glory to God than just being thankful for everything. Amen. 2 Corinthians 4.15 says, For all things uh, are yours, and for your sake, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many redound to the glory of God. God wants to see us through all things. And all things that he does and allows in our life, the things that we even question and we don't understand, they're all for the glory of God. And we should look at everything that comes in our life as it's from God for our good and for his glory. God's not a mean God. He's not a spiteful God. He wants glory. And He gets glory when we serve Him and we love Him and we don't get bitter because of life. Amen? Things aren't perfect, but we have a loving heart towards God. We can do that because we have grace working in our life. Not our circumstances, if your circumstances and determines your joy, you're not going to have much joy in life. That's not uh, what brings us joy. What brings us joy is pleasing the Lord. The ability to please God by His grace brings us joy. Be able to come to church and be faithful, to read our Bible and get a blessing to invite someone to church, to help somebody that needs help. All these things bring joy into our life. Uh, <clears throat> and it's by God's grace we're able to do that. Amen? Life can be great. It's just up to us how much we keep going by the grace of God. 
how how much we don't allow in our life bitterness, laziness, uh, discouragement, a bad attitude. By the grace of God. If, if you don't get bitter, you don't get credit for that. It's the grace of God. It's only by the grace of God you can get through this life without getting a little bitterness. Amen? Right? Come on, be honest. Your life's not perfect. You've got... If we, if we had a, a burden testimony tonight, there's not anybody here that couldn't give a testimony of the burdens you share in your life. But burdens aren't to make you bitter. They're to make you better. They're to make you stronger. They're to cause you to lean a little bit more on the grace of God. I hope you hope you got it tonight. Grace of God's the most powerful thing and will be the most powerful thing in our life throughout our life. Don't resist the grace of God. Don't quench the grace of God. Listen to it. Obey it. Follow it. Let it strengthen you. Let it lead you. Let it direct you. You'll never regret working with the grace of God in your life. You see why I think it's so great? It's not a hobby horse. I'm not going to preach every sermon I preach from this pulpit on the grace of God. Well, when are you going to preach something else? When God tells me to. It's none of your business. Amen? Honestly, I don't know. Every time I think I've just preached it all, I find so much. Because grace... It's such a wonderful thing that God is continually giving us in our lives. Thank you for coming tonight. Let's bow our heads. We'll be dismissed. Our dear Father, thank you for your love for us. Thank you, Father, knowing that love, that life wasn't going to be easy. That it's going to be hard sometimes to keep going and to do right, and to keep having faith, and to keep serving You, and keep from getting bitter that we needed Your grace every day in so many ways. So Lord, it doesn't hurt for us to claim Your grace, to ask for Your grace, to realize how close Your grace is to us and how close Your grace brings us to You. You're the source of all grace. And we love You more the more grace You give us and the more strength we have. And the longer we live, we give You all the glory because it's by Your grace that we're able to keep going. Thank You, Father. We love You. Thank you for your grace. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.